1: Of Earth. Your to destroy. Welcome to Conspiracy, the show, the
0: world's most trusted conspiracy theory podcast, with your hosts, Adam Todd Brown and Olivia Hyder.
1: Hey, everybody, welcome to a very special book club edition of Conspiracy, the show. I'm your host, Adam Todd Brown. Who are you? And I'm Olivia Hydar. Hey, oh. that makes us your hosts, plural. Olivia, yes. how's it going? You know, it's going
0: okay. I've built myself a little arc, and that has allowed me to survive the LA weather for the last couple of days. Been pretty wild between the hurricane and the earthquake. It was a, it was a bumpy weekend.
1: I love... That now and forever, I get to tell people, like, especially from the Midwest and shit, I get to be like, I survived a hurricane and an earthquake at the same time. And they <laughs> are like, oh, what did you do? I'll be like, I just kept watching tennis. It was pretty, cool. <laughs> like, it, so it was like- a few seconds into the earthquake before me and the wife looked at each other like, are we having an earthquake right now? Because <laughs> we're far. Well, you're way farther.
0: You're you're much further from Ojai than yes, than I was. Yes. Uh, so I I definitely felt it. Yeah, it, it's you could say I survived a hurricane, and then the people go, "Wasn't that a tropical storm?" And people in L.A. can rightfully go, "We in L.A. It's basically the same. There's just the, I'm sorry. We're just not built for that much rain.
1: No, we sure aren't. But we survived. We did. We're still here, and. We're talking about a book. Yes. It, this book is called The mm. Keepers. Mm-hmm. An mm-hmm. alien message for the human race. I feel like there are two different questions here in terms of this book. One, yeah. is it good? Two, sure. do you believe the guy?
0: Sure. I, I would say the third big question is, did Jim Sparks do all the illustrations himself?
1: <laughs> the illustrations are... <laughs> wild.
0: This is going to be something we talk about a lot in depth, but every time uh, there was an illustration, I I had a good old laugh. I had a nice time looking at that picture.
1: Yeah. Like, did he have that mullet in real life, or is that just him he drew himself?
0: (laughs) It must be drawing from reality. Okay, so every, for the people who did not read this book, which is hopefully goddamn everyone, don't read this. Don't spend your life.
1: I mean, don't read it and like, take it as gospel, but I, well, that's the, definitely true. I found the book, at least in the early chapters, he's not a terrible writer. Like he's a, he's not a terrible
0: writer. No, he's a very basic, right? He feels like a, a like a
1: normal, like a normal person sat down and no, wrote I, out a book. I think he's a little better than that. Like as a writer myself, I sure there were, there were several lines that I respected a whole lot. He actually isn't bad with jokes, but <laughs> I, yeah, sure. I found the book entertaining.
0: I did for a little while. I will say it is quite repetitive.
1: Near the end. He really starts yeah. just kind of saying the same thing over. I and over. mean,
0: all, all of the encounters are play out f- fairly similarly. Uh, With some variations. So yeah, I mean, you know, obviously, if it were available for free anywhere, like if it were available on any sort of like Libby or Scribd sort of, you know, home library experience, then I would have a lot easier time (laughs) suggesting it. (laughs) And if any of the illustrations were online at all, I would say seek those out. But unfortunately, you'll have to make do with our descriptions. And every single one is it features him from the back, <laughs> kind of three quarters angle. So you see his mulleted head and the big push broom mustache <laughs> that apparently he had.
1: <laughs> yeah, the illustrations are great. So anyway, it starts with a prologue from Linda Moulton Howe, who anyone yes. who's way into UFOs. We'll recognize that name she's been would, on the scene yeah. for a long time
0: i would say a solid quarter of this book is written by other people because there's possible. a bunch of st- <laughs> there's a ton of stuff at the very end that's also written yeah by yeah. other people
1: yeah the we do find out in the prologue that jim spark's real name vincent sparacino <laughs> yes which and yeah that is never explained why he's
0: italian <laughs> he says over and over again that he is Italian. It, I'm gonna, I'm gonna argue with you.
1: But is, but I mean, is that an Italian thing to just go by a different name? Well, no. But I mean, his
0: his name is very Italian. Is all I meant. <laughs>
1: oh no, I get that. I just don't understand why he's using the stage it's a, name.
0: It's a pseudonym. It's to protect his identity. I guess <laughs>
1: first line in his book. It's his real name.
0: I know. Yeah, that is that is kind of funny. I don't know why you do that, but it is it is very funny how often he mentions being Italian. It's a very Italian-American thing to do. Yeah.
1: Yeah, he's, he's super proud of that.
0: And yeah, hey, anybody who's ever known an out-and-proud Italian will tell you that. They'll let you know that they're fucking Italian.
1: Yeah, and he sure does. And yeah, there's bunch of like prologue and introduction stuff. Yeah. That, I mean, I don't care about, you know, there is now that I'm looking, I'm I'm flipping through the pages again, there is a picture of Jim Sparks and he does have a mullet. There we go. It's a very curly mullet. I I missed the photograph. Yeah. And he, in the introduction dives right in, says, my name is Jim Sparks and I have been contacted by extraterrestrial beings. Yes. Did you find it? I mean, I guess it doesn't always happen. In the morning but a lot of this what he's describing sounds so much like sleep paralysis yes
0: yes absolutely that was a big sleep paralysis and once again paranoid schizophrenia rears its ugly head and i you know i don't want to just dismiss the guy out of hand but also when you're describing things that sound like textbook examples of psychological phenomenon i it difficult not to do that a little bit
1: yeah he even talks about during these abduction scenarios like he about how he can't move yeah and it's like that really sounds like sleep paralysis yes and yeah, we know now that yeah. a lot of alien contact type of stuff ends up being that like there's a yes. terrible documentary about it like we know it's a thing
0: yes and he uh over and over again in describing his abductions talks about how dreamlike they feel and how you know things don't move in a logical fashion and you know just there's a lot of hints at what's actually going on here
1: yeah he also drinks a lot
0: and he also <laughs> was a severe alcoholic for several years at least so yes.
1: so yeah that all as I was reading this, I was just like, I don't know, bud. Like I'm not, I'm not opposed to the idea that aliens exist. Sure. Me neither. Obviously. And the thing is everything he's talking about. One of the things he always points out is, well, I have like perfect recollection of everything that happened to me. And I'm the only one who has that perfect recollection. And it's like, well, that's weird too then.
0: Right. Yes. I mean, a lot of this, in addition to talking, uh, feeling like sleep process, a lot of it also feels like a creative writing exercise. <laughs> like, you know, there's a lot he remembers. He remembers his events so clearly that he remembers specifically what he is mumbling to himself as the experiences are happening. And I don't know. That's a, that's pretty accurate memory.
1: Yeah, That. Reminds me of Behold a Pale Horse, where sure. so much of it is Bill Cooper being like, Listen, I saw a bunch of documents in 1965, and as luck yeah. would have it, I remember every one of them word for word. <laughs> it's like, are you sure you remember every one of them word for word, Bill? Yeah. I don't know. And Jim Sparks' basic message here, at least in the beginning, is that aliens have been here on Earth for thousands and thousands of years. Yeah, and that they've been, you know, following and tracking us the whole time. He's
0: since before humans evolved. Is right. How long?
1: And he seems to be a proponent of the, what the fuck did they call it at the ancient aliens thing? Panspermia.
0: Oh, panspermia. Sure. Yeah.
1: Where aliens come down and like seed the planet and like mix their DNA with ours. Yeah. Yeah. He's he's way into that theory. He's also right. a subscriber to what I think people sometimes call the zoo theory. Sure. Which is that aliens, like we are cattle to them and they use us right. for resources. And otherwise they don't really care what happens to us, but also they need us alive. So right. they, they want them. to
0: keep the planet running.
1: Right. Like you would with a farm. Right. And uh, maybe, I don't know.
0: Sure. Maybe. Could be. Uh, yeah, could be probably Prometheus was actually a documentary. It's <laughs> it's actually real. The Xenomorph exists.
1: So he says early on in this book, he's been abducted by aliens so many times that yes, he's lost count. Yeah. Which that's a lot. That's a yeah, that's a that's a whole lot of aliens. He he's had he
0: had numerous adventures with, with these extraterrestrials
1: and they the, the interactions with them are interesting and also really convenient for the story he's telling because Mm. he says they never answer questions right which that's disappointing
0: it is i mean like look that's fine i i I, i'm not necessarily expecting some alien intelligence to like be interested in answering our puny mortal questions that's true. But it does make for kind of an unsatisfying book that is promising you the answers about <laughs> extraterrestrials.
1: What did you think about the abduction stories themselves?
0: Uh, you know, again, they kind of got repetitive after a little while. But, you know, there's he tells it interestingly. It it kind of reminds me of um, Fire in the Sky a little bit. Some of it yeah, where it's like they're taking him up and they're like inspecting him and they're giving him tests, they 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 have the language thing, which is interesting until I mean, I don't know, man, I I'm seeing some of these alien letters that he's that he's presenting us. And I'm like, are these alien
1: letters or are they
0: squiggles?
1: (laughs) Yeah. And some of them just look like like the alien. A just look like an A.
0: Right. Yeah. And the alien B. Right. It was a, the alien B was a B, a capital B, but without like the back lines So just like and the curves.
1: The, the whole time the aliens are teaching him this language or this writing system, they're also talking to him telepathically. Right. And you can tell that after the first edition of this book came out, he was inundated with questions from people being like, why did they need an alphabet? If they could just talk to you telepathically <laughs> because he addresses that at the end of this book.
0: Right, right.
1: And his answer is that doing that implanted the framework in him that would allow him to communicate telepath. Right.
0: And yeah. It's like the more he does it, the better he gets at communicating mind to mind.
1: Right. I like the first abduction story because.
0: Well, which one the the one that takes place kind of in media res? where yeah, the
1: one that he like starts the book off with it and then circles back to it at the right. end the which i feature is that the alien in question showed up wearing like a zoot suit or something <laughs> yeah he was like he's specifically
0: described as dressing and talking like a 20s mobster basically <laughs> yeah. basically I'm, i was just picturing edward g robinson Kind of, you know, yeah, see?
1: And his explanation, or his at least best attempt to explain this is, well, you know, these aliens, they hop around from time to time. <laughs> right, right, yeah. Time travel. And this one, probably like the last time he came to Earth, it was yeah. like the 40s.
0: And yeah, he thinks we're still we're <laughs> still talking like that, even though we've moved on.
1: I was picturing aliens showing up looking like the Fonz. <laughs> <Hey>.
0: <laughs> uh, that would have been fun he should have played with that more yeah, is... yeah. <laughs> I feel like yeah I really disliked uh, that f- device of starting with some abduction from like 1994 or whatever and then getting to a dramatic spot where he's like they opened the door and what I saw was the truth or something <laughs> and then jumping back to I was born in 1963 in in Florida and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like,
1: God, shut the fuck up,
0: man. (laughs) What the fuck? Just tell me what the truth was. That's what I'm here for.
1: And yeah, the abduction stories, there's a point where, all right, I just passed one of the first illustrations (laughs) and this first abduction story kind of ends with him and this man dressed as a Chicago mobster Mm -hmm. taking a stroll on the beach and they see a light coming up out of the water. And that's one of the first illustrations we get. Yes. And yeah, there's no way he didn't draw these himself.
0: Uh, That has to be what it is, right? Like I, I cannot think of another explanation for why these are the illustrations that you include in your book as like evidence.
1: Yeah. And imagine if he did like farm that work out to someone else and these are the explanations yeah. they came he's back.
0: like he came back like this he's like what the fuck, man i could have done this this, this is what you guys
1: you- wanted professional art this is what you think my hair looks like i never have a mullet what the fuck? and a mustache <laughs> where the mustache? He's,
0: the artist is just like oh, i don't know you said florida guy so i just kind of drew a florida guy in with <laughs> all these aliens
1: <laughs> yeah it's Funny to me that so much of the early part of this book is him being like, all right, well, I'm getting abducted by aliens a bunch here in yeah. Texas. So right. what I should probably do is go to North Carolina for a bit. And it's like, these well, are, <laughs> these things are traveling from other dimensions. You're <laughs> right, you right, right. Dumped by you going to rally. Uh,
0: <laughs> it seems like they are for a while, at least a little bit. they can't figure it out. Yeah, apparently, because he talks about he like he operated a business in Texas that mostly did business in North Carolina for some reason. Yeah. And so he was constantly flying from Texas to North Carolina. I don't know. I would probably just move to where my, you know, company does
1: its business. Yeah, I think I could just move to North Carolina. Why not? It's got to be better. Whatever.
0: Yeah, especially if you're getting abducted by aliens all the time in Texas. Yeah, I also getting you in North
1: Carolina. (laughs) I also like the part where he was trying to hide from them by checking into motel rooms.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah.
1: And he said he checked into one and requested a room with no windows. I don't think that's real. I don't think I don't think that exists. I I think you're going to have a hard time with that one. That sounds quasi illegal. If I'm being completely honest, (laughs) we're going to give you the dungeon suite. (laughs) (laughs) And he describes these encounters. As if there's like a hierarchy when it comes to these aliens, there's, there's the workers and then there's the supervisors and the supervisors are bigger and more like he describes it as you can like feel their importance.
0: Right. They've got like a psychic pressure that they, that they just exude whenever they're around. Right.
1: And then there's, you know, the bullshit worker drones who he suspects they maybe even like make themselves like they just like create those little guys.
0: Yeah. They they either are like created or they're like some sort of stunted sexless drones or something. I don't know. It's kind of unclear.
1: And there's two main things that happens to him during these encounters. One, he is kind of forced to learn this alien alphabet. Yeah, but also they sometimes extract semen from him.
0: Well, uh, yeah, they always got to have a little semen on hand. Yeah. Aliens love semen.
1: They're going to use it to repopulate the Earth, you know?
0: Yeah, they're real cum whores, the the (laughs) semen, the the aliens.
1: They swallow.
0: They're real. They don't just swallow. They like they like Bukkake, all this stolen semen all over themselves.
1: I'm going to be honest, a lot of what he describes. I mean, even the semen extraction, to some extent, it sounds kind of rad. He doesn't. Yeah, he talks. He
0: he has to constantly say over and over again, I felt so terrified this entire time because what he's actually describing doesn't really sound that bad at all.
1: (laughs) Yeah. It's just aliens. It's just aliens being like, all right, so here's what your letter A looks like. Right now. Here's what ours looks like. Draw ours. it's like, fine. Okay, sure. Here. That's easy enough. And then,
0: but he's, but he's, he, you know, he's so rebellious. That's the thing about him.
1: (laughs) Well, I don't know if you know this. He's such a
0: rebel spirit.
1: Well, he's Italian. He is
0: Italian and you don't want to, you don't want to get on their bad side. (laughs) It's a spicy meatball, Olivia. Uh, that's true. He is a spicy meatball.
1: <laughs> Not only is he mostly just you know learning an alien alphabet or bone in like a projection of a beautiful woman that's actually like in a <laughs> collection box or whatever. Sure. Like when he does the tests properly, he gets rewarded. Like yeah, the the word lust and power comes up, and he has to pick one. Right. And he- Lust, he gets to just bone whatever fucking projection they put in front of him. And if right. it's power, they're like, hey, you can move that brick with your head. Do it.
0: <laughs> well, and also, even before they give him the lust and power option, they would, whenever he would like trace the letter, they would flood his brain with euphoria, which I don't know, sounds kind of fun. I'd like to do that. <laughs> I like drugs, you know, that might be fun.
1: Yeah, I would love some euphoria great
0: Yeah, please oh no wait is zendaya involved i don't know i don't <laughs> want any of that
1: <laughs> so he says his abduction started in 1988 but right. this book doesn't come out for i think another 10 years i think it comes out around 98.
0: uh yeah around that well this is the second edition that we're reading though true i true. think it. i think it came out like in yeah the mid 90s and then this one is a little bit later
1: and Even when he's describing his very first abduction, the one in 1988. Yeah. There's a line I highlighted. The one aspect that did bother me was the temporary paralysis. Yeah. Did no one. I mean, I guess I don't know how evolved our understanding of sleep paralysis was at this point in history.
0: Yeah. I mean, I feel like doctors probably were aware of it. uh, And probably, you know, it had a little bit of a broader understanding, but you know, regardless, that would require him to talk to someone about it and take their advice. And neither of those are things that he is inclined to do based on the evidence of this book.
1: Yeah, he, he certainly doesn't hit up any doctors about this. No,
0: he does hit up multiple people who uh, try to pre- protect his home from demons. <laughs>
1: I mean, everyone uh, knows you line the outside of your house with eggs, indeed. Of course, I'm in.
0: Well, that part actually made sense because that is like a, a Latin American, like you know, evil spirit protection type thing, and so like, but it was funny that like his neighbor. He tells he tells his neighbor about the aliens, and his neighbor's like, "Okay, I understand." And then he finds him like putting eggs around his house and saying he's going to protect it from demons. And then like his wife calls in some experts or something, and comes they come over and the the church guy, yeah, he goes to the pastor, and the pastor's like, "I know exactly who to talk to about this." And he brings him over, and it's some fucking demon guy who's like, "Yeah, there's some demons all <laughs> over this place."
1: He brings holy water and shit. Right. What if it worked? You never know. Maybe it was demons. (laughs) Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60%
0: on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin!
1: Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, price line.
0: His wife, I would divorce him if I read this book, if I was her. Like, yeah. Her role in this book is not positive, I would say.
1: <laughs> no, he he really, at least the way he paints it, he does not get a ton of support from that wife. Even though she also like cops, to having been visited by aliens. Yeah. Work.
0: Before b- before the preacher comes over to the house, she's like, yeah, no, I've told I've been I've been visited every day. This has happens to him multiple times where after a while of him talking about this, someone is like, oh, yeah, I've uh, I've experienced that all the time. That I, but I just don't care. Like, it just doesn't bother me. His mom is the same way. Yeah.
1: <laughs> like I wonder if they're just like oh, fuck, if I agree with him, will he stop talking about this? <laughs> that might
0: be it. That actually might be it. She's like, yeah, no, I mean, I, I see it all the time. I just don't want to talk about it. It's OK. And then the the preacher and the demon guy come over and she's like, he is out of control. He's been <laughs> drinking so much. I don't know what he's talking about. And I'm like, holy shit, This <laughs> this is not a flattering portrayal of your fucking wife.
1: Yeah, she she definitely takes a turn. And I also feel like that's our first indication that he was drinking a whole bunch.
0: Yes. I don't Although think he's, he, he says he it. wasn't like at the time, at least. But he did start drinking heavily.
1: But he's not an alcoholic.
0: No, he just is. You know, he's just having a hard time, man. Yeah. <laughs> he just needs to let off a little steam.
1: <laughs> I mean, what would you do if you're constantly getting abducted by aliens and forced would... to play fun alphabet games that end with you having sex with anyone in history that you've ever wanted
0: yeah i think first what i would do is you know just kind of enjoy that for a while <laughs>
1: exactly
0: and then i would probably start getting uh high all the time but i get high all the time I'm anyway high so all the
1: time anyway yeah because i'm hoping it opens a portal for me to talk to aliens <laughs> uh, i think that... i'm doing the wrong drug but still. <laughs> if
0: it turns out that that happens if you've been smoking weed long enough And consistently enough, like a portal opens.
1: That is what they say about DMT, that DMT is how you talk to the aliens.
0: Well, sure. But that's a little bit more of a metaphorical talk to, (laughs) talk to the higher power experience.
1: So he's kind of an asshole to these aliens. He's kind of an asshole, period. (laughs) There's one point he keeps asking them who they are. And they finally say, well, we're star people. And he's like, "Well,
0: first they say we're God."
1: Oh, right, right. And then, yeah, I like his response to that. He's like, "All right, if you're God, let me choke you. And if I can right. hurt you, then you're not God, right?" And they're like, oh uh,
0: <laughs> shit!" Yes, it's star such a people. Florida guy response to that.
1: <laughs> and so they say they're star people, and he's like, uh, "Humans are people. You can't be people. Try again." Like, Damn, dude. Yeah, that's so funny. Like, come
0: on, man. We've we've been having a broader definition for that word for a while. Like it's, you know, although he does say that he he was not a science fiction fan before all this happened.
1: Yeah. And he also makes it makes a big point out of mentioning that he didn't read any other like alien abduction stories. Right. Or anything before this, because he doesn't want to have his memories tainted by the memories of someone else.
0: Right. But he does name drop uh Whitley Stryber. Yeah. And which have we re- have you read communion? Maybe that's why I'm just kind of hard on this book. This because it's just kind of like shittier communion. I have not read communion C- communion is a book that I think is. I mean, at least in my memory, I haven't read it since I was younger. But like, I remember it being actually well written. Yeah. And uh pretty engaging.
1: I mean, maybe we'll do that next.
0: Sure. It's longer. I don't like that. It's a longer book.
1: <laughs> yeah, this, this book, book was is, quite short. This book is an easy read. I read yeah. it this morning, essentially. <laughs> like I started at like eight and finished around one thirty. And now here we are recording.
0: Yeah, I, I, I read it in bits at work.
1: He's got that famous Arthur C. Clarke quote in here.
0: Yeah, he, he brings that up.
1: Any the... sufficiently advanced technology will appear indistinguishable from magic yeah because he does talk a lot about alien technology in this that's true and i do kind of agree i don't know if he makes this exact point but when people are debating aliens and you know extraterrestrial beings making their way here and they're like well Mm -hmm. technology doesn't it would take millions of years you have to take into account that if they're coming here they have technology we don't
0: Yeah. I feel like if anything, the supposed evidence for aliens kind of under, I've talked about this before, like, you know, we're talking about the Roswell UFO crashing because it got struck by lightning. And I'm like, I just don't think that a, a craft that was capable of traveling the distances that it would have had to travel through space i just don't think that lightning is going to be its downfall
1: well on the one hand i definitely agree with that and i have also said a whole lot like why would we want technology that crashes (laughs) all the time but it seems like the way he describes the alien technology in this is that let's say if you're trying to get here from space it's not so much about the craft you're traveling in as it is like what you know about space and sure. like wormholes and shit. Sure. Like it would have to be something like that. Like he describes these things as being able to like exist in multiple dimensions. At Well, one. yeah, he
0: could he goes back and forth. I think he finally lands on them being from another dimension, but he goes back and forth over whether they're extraterrestrial aliens or extra dimensional of some, beings of some kind. Right. And those are, those definitely have very different, different implications as far as the technology they would need. And yeah, I don't he know. Was,
1: he talks about them being able to like make anything invisible that they want. Right. He, he talks about the field and yes. because it might be like an electromagnetic field, but he, it's animals, kind of the catch all for him. Yeah. He, he. His claim is that these aliens he interacts with are able to access this field that allows them to do all sorts of crazy shit, which I want. I want access to that.
0: Yeah, the field. It makes things invisible. It makes you able to pass through solid objects, uh, but still leave footprints.
1: Yeah, that was confusing
0: (laughs) because he talks about how He, what part of his evidence not pictured only
1: illustration? Well, of course, there's an
0: illustration, (laughs) but are like dirty footprints uh, going to a wall towards his garden, and there's a footprint that is half on his carpet and half in the dirt of the garden. And I'm like, but you're walking through the wall, then why are you able to leave any sort of physical trace there. It feels like if anything, there should be no footprint where you're walking through the wall because you're not making contact
1: with anything. That is a very good point,
0: <laughs> but maybe no. maybe it's so precise that it is just affecting your interaction with the wall and not anything else.
1: And I don't know, maybe you can answer this question for me because mm. I'm not sure, did we have cameras in 1988?
0: <laughs> yeah, I could have taken a picture of those he goes footprints.
1: Get someone. This is where the demon guy shows up because he goes, and yes. gets the demon guy. And it's like, look at these fucking footprints. And right. the guy's like, I know just what to do. And that's when he shows up with eggs and holy water. <laughs> so like, where's the pictures? It's like yeah. the same problem I have with ancient aliens and chariots of the gods. Where there's so many parts in that book where eric von daniken is like you yeah. won't believe what we saw in this chamber and it's yeah, like right don't believe it because you didn't take a picture the alien
0: evidence is here too it's just out of frame laughing you know it's that <laughs> that nathan
1: for you picture their number system is based on the six olivia uh, of
0: course yeah but it's not hexadecimal it's some other it's just they count to six and then they start over from the beginning it doesn't really make sense i don't think he quite understands how base numerals work because they don't seem to understand the concept of a number greater than six which i'm gonna say that's gonna fuck up your ability to like travel great distances across space because it's a lot higher than six <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's true i did like the part where he's doing all these his his lessons and The way it works is they'll flash like a word on the screen. Like there's like a screen system. There's a screen in front of him and like a tablet that he can like. Yeah, he's got some sort of on.
0: Yeah, like an entertainment table from like a restaurant.
1: Yeah, like one of those Ms. Pac-Man tables that- Exactly. That's exactly 100% what I was picturing (laughs) when he's talking about this. (laughs) And along those same lines at one point when he's doing all of these fun games the aliens go compete he's like compete. Yeah. what do you mean and he looks over and his wife is uh, next to him now yeah. she's yes he's also doing the letters i like that part that was fun
0: it was fun and that's what leads to him confronting her and yeah it was it was interesting i was not expecting the wife to like come into it in that way and then he like kidnaps her in the middle of the night <laughs> <laughs>
1: Because he doesn't want to go to the alien school. And they when they talk about it, she calls them her helpers from heaven.
0: Right. Yeah. They they're like angels to her.
1: Right. Which is also what his mom kind of implies. Right. They both
0: seem to have a much chiller relationship to the aliens than he does.
1: Right. Despite his mom also being Italian. Crazy. Uh, Right. Exactly. You'd think his mom would have that famous
0: Italian spunk. Maybe, maybe he's just Italian on his dad's
1: side. So yeah, he, he talks to his wife about it and a pastor ends up coming over and he's like, it's demons, dude. It's just demons. And that's when, yeah, his wife really lets him down. She comes in the room and is like, I don't know what this crazy bitch is talking about.
0: (laughs) And that's what he said. That's what she says. It's weird.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's nuts. So one of the things, yeah, you mentioned him like kidnapping his wife in the middle of the night. At yeah. one point, he starts trying to like run away when these yes. things happen, and it's like you got to know we're we're playing a different game than that. <laughs> like this isn't a fucking hurricane. Like you can't yeah. just like go somewhere else and take shelter. These are aliens, dude. Right?
0: Alien. It doesn't
1: work. Aliens that he's already acknowledged have been following his family bloodline for like <laughs> a thousand years, which. Anytime a conspiracy book says the word bloodline, I'm like, uh oh. Mm-hmm. Where's this weird. Uh yeah, no,
0: the, that is my favorite part of the book, is when they they show him like uh images of himself in the place of his ancestors, like a quantum leap type thing. Yes. And so like and then we get illustrations from all of these different time periods of like, oh, here's Here's mulleted Jim Sparks uh, in the 40s. Here's mulleted Jim Sparks in the Renaissance era. <laughs> he's wearing a floppy hat, but he still has a mullet and the mustache. You all got that mullet. <laughs> and then it goes all the way. It doesn't go back thousands. It goes all the way back again to before. Like, it shows him, like, some monkeys, and they're like, these are your
1: ancestors. <laughs> and he's like, bullshit. It's like, dude, if yeah, I don't believe you believe in evolution, like if they can even show you that, just believe it. Right. Like my question, Or,
0: you know, I don't know, man. How is that so difficult to believe? Why else are they picking your hayseed ass <laughs> like it doesn't make any sense? Otherwise, they didn't know that you would turn into the tip stereotypical Florida man.
1: <laughs> yeah. One of their challenges, he shows up and there's an ant on the table.
0: Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah.
1: And they show him a symbol. And at first it just says kill, right? And he's like, kill what? And they're like, dude, we obviously mean the fucking ant on the, the table ant. in front of you. And they're like, just draw the symbol to kill the ant, please. Right. And, and he, he makes this like
0: bold moral stance of like, I will not kill for you,
1: sir. Yeah. Like I would have just fucking slapped it with my hand. Like, I'm not <laughs> yeah, that's kind of what I was expecting to happen. Draw a symbol. <laughs> Like, oh, we don't need
0: here on Earth. We don't need symbols to kill ants.
1: Yeah. Who's the evolved one? He (laughs) does talk about them having big, stupid, meaty ass hands that they probably can't do anything with. Right. He's he's like, but it's fine. All of their all of their equipment runs on telepathy. It's like, who built it? Right.
0: (laughs) The drones, I think. What did their hands
1: look like? But they were just testing him with the ant thing to make sure he's not a killer
0: right right Guy. and they're like you aren't <laughs> well okay sure
1: yeah here's how you improve this book he kills one of them right in that moment it's <laughs> like oh no uh, snap a neck move. that's style. how you know it
0: happened because that would have been a better story choice
1: <laughs> yeah and so he starts getting like people uh, he's trying to talk to people about this and right. No one's really buying it. His wife is like sort of supportive, but also it seems Mm. like they just sort of stopped living together eventually.
0: Yeah, he spent a lot of his time in North Carolina. Yeah, now he talks about he doesn't get into it, but he talks about later how like they kind of become estranged and then reconnect later on.
1: Now, I had a really uh, problematic point in this book, not problematic, but Mm. There's that part where he goes to a meeting with a bunch of other people who have all been abducted. And for some reason, my version of the book, it just like, it's gotta be like a glitch or something, but it yeah. just like <laughs> skips all past. Like he's just all of a sudden at the meeting. Yeah. Like, what meeting are we talking about?
0: Yeah. I ran into a couple of things like that. I, I do think it is, It it's either, uh, really unprofessional editing job by the publisher.
1: There's definitely that.
0: Or it's some sort of ebook printing error, maybe. Yeah. But again, I don't have a physical copy to, like, compare it to. And I'm not going to seek it out because it's $30. (laughs) And if I'm going to spend $30 on a book, it's going to be about like some old boat or (laughs) or like a monster (laughs) or something. Like, it's not going to be about this.
1: And the thing about that meeting it doesn't it doesn't matter like he doesn't he doesn't really talk about it. He just like talks about. No. Yeah, I found a meeting where I could talk to other people who've been abducted.
0: Right. It's and, like move on or something.
1: Yeah. And so he talks about the letter H being his big problem letter. That yeah, he, he,
0: can't, he can't even reproduce it in the book. It's so tough. It's got and a little cue.
1: <laughs> this is the point in the book where he just straight up asked the aliens. So like if. If you can just like travel the universe like this can you just take me with you and they're like yeah yeah and he goes will you bring me back and they're like no no of course not you just come with us and you know what i would say i would say yes (laughs) yes please take me away from here i think that has happened because jim sparks is gone if it has
0: then god bless him
1: his website no longer exists he is not a voice in the UFO community anymore, because a lot of what he talks about is the same shit Steven Greer is talking about now.
0: Yeah, but from a way less exploitative angle, I prefer Jim Sparks's version to Greer's.
1: Oh, oh, for sure. But all I'm getting at is where is Jim Sparks? Sure. He, for the longest time, was like the leading voice when it comes to the idea that the government is suppressing alien technology that could fix global warming. Like, it seems like that message started with him Yeah. now, like if he died, I can't find anything about him dying. Like no, he just around 2013 just falls off the face of the internet. Have
0: you searched for, and I haven't, so I can't corroborate Vincent, uh, whatever Italian his name is.
1: I did that right before we recorded and. There's some out there, but none sure. them, like Jim Sparks. Uh,
0: no, no, mullets and mustaches. <laughs> can't get over how good these pictures are. They, they are the absolute highlight of the book.
1: Yeah, the book, every
0: single one is awesome.
1: It's worth it for the illustrations. <laughs> it's they're 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 all so we should probably we should like
0: scan some and include them in the episode notes or something. Yeah. So people because like you really we can't convey. The energy of these illustrations.
1: (laughs) They're so good. (laughs) Yeah. It looks like King of the Hill a little bit.
0: (laughs) A little bit. A little bit. It's kind of like the gang meets aliens in King of the Hill. It's so good.
1: I tell you, my absolute favorite part of this book is the uh, chapter called The Gift, Mm. where they... (laughs) bring him in a room and to like, thank him for his service or whatever. They're like, Hey, right, we got you a gift. Here it is. And it's just this black box. Right. That at first he can't figure out how to open. No, but it stinks. It smells bad. Well, he finally gets it open. Right. And he's like, the smell was terrible. There were these like tubes full of liquid in there. And then there was this like thick, dark liquid at the bottom that really stunk. And I asked him what it was, and they were like, Oh, we pulled that out of your lungs. You're welcome. (laughs) And he, he said he was a smoker at the time.
0: Yeah, that's fun. I like that. That's a fun thing for the aliens to do with their like human examination technologies, you know?
1: But it's also kind of a conflict because he also kind of makes them out to be like not dumb, but just like not understanding of how like sympathy and compassion work. Right. But no, also you know, they're like, oh, well, we're, we're going to fix your lung cancer, though. Well, I, yeah, I, well, I mean, but
0: again, I don't think it's I, I, I think it's not sympathy or compassion in that moment. It's a gift. Like they're saying, like, it's like, well, we've been doing this for so long. We might as well give you a little something back. So here, here's all of the tar out of your lungs that you've been <laughs> <laughs> pumping into there. We probably should stop doing that.
1: I love all of the semen extraction scenes. So weird.
0: That's just one of those things that every alien abduction story is kind of obsessed with.
1: But also, like, they can do all of this advanced shit, but they still can't get semen out of a person without jerking them (laughs) off.
0: Well, they can. But they like to do it they, they can they talk about it we, we, we can do it artificially or we can do it naturally he <laughs> said they say and naturally means you fuck this like porta pussy <laughs> that, that has a hologram of a of a naked lady on it and uh that's natural and then artificial is they've got the wand.
1: But it does prompt Jim at one point to shout, This is not natural. Which is fair. I would say that's fair.
0: (laughs) I'd say natural was the wrong word choice for them.
1: Probably. Probably.
0: Uh yeah, the rod like electrically stimulates his prostate or something.
1: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) He just just like jizzes in five seconds.
0: Exactly. God, so fucking weird.
1: So I also love the part where whenever he's being unruly. The aliens yeah. will sometimes just try morphing into cops, <laughs> yeah. Like that seems, or like, like
0: police or like military officers yeah. and stuff
1: because they're like, Well, these idiots respect cops, so right?
0: These are the authority figures on this planet.
1: If we turn into cops, he's gonna be afraid we'll arrest him. It's like yeah. <laughs> you know, we'll this man from bed and taking him on a spaceship, Oh uh, yeah. But he doesn't
0: want to go to rest, but that's nothing compared to American prison,
1: <laughs> yeah. It's nothing he wants to get a ticket over that's for sure. <laughs> so he keeps asking them at one point like why me? Why me? Right. They're not answering him, they're not answering him. And eventually they're like, "All right, ask your question the way we taught you. Like write it in our symbols and then Yes. Answer yeah. it. And so he finally does that and they answer him by way of showing him something you already described. They show him all these scenes throughout history. Right. And there are people who look just like him in each of these scenes. One of them, it's World War II and he's Italian, so that's a bad look. (laughs) That was, that was
0: a very, very funny. The first thing he sees is him hanging out with a bunch of Nazis. (laughs) I'm like, okay, buddy, I probably would have left this part of the story out.
1: (laughs) Yeah. What's that say about the, the aliens? Like I've always. That's 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 long been a question of mine. Like, do the aliens agree with the Nazis? Because it does. Like, I hear so many stories about the Nazis having alien technology that was like to them. It's like,
0: Um, maybe
1: aliens hate Jews too. Oh, Yeah. Aliens
0: are white supremacists. They're they're the whites of
1: their species. Could be. But also, this doesn't explain why they picked him. They just show him a bunch of his ancestors throughout history. Well,
0: it's I think the point is, I mean, I'm giving this guy so much benefit of the doubt, (laughs) but whatever. Uh, I think the point of that sequence is we didn't pick you. We picked this monkey and you are the latest version. Right. Of this monkey. I think that's literally it. I think it's just, you know, we we got here and you guys were hanging out in the Savannah and we we're like we'll tag and bag this monkey and then over the millennia it
1: evolved into you Jim Sparks <laughs> to which he says bullshit you guys are trying <laughs> to tell me that you had something to do with human evolution and yeah like uh, that's what they're trying to say and
0: yeah basically i don't know like i said like a lot of these they do start to blend into each other i kind of uh i know he meets his his weird fake daughter at one point.
1: Yeah. But before that, at the end of this encounter where they show Jim that he was a fascist during world war II (laughs) at the end. And I found this part weird just because this doesn't sound like how aliens would talk, but they tell him we've been around for a while, right? Yes. I don't think aliens would say, "Ah, you know, we've been here for a while, a little bit. Right. Like what? Maybe that's
0: just how his brain is interpreting their telepathic signals.
1: We've been working on your personal family line. We know you well. Humans are ours. Yeah, sure. I don't like that.
0: Yeah, they're not very tactful, these aliens.
1: And yeah, it's around Chapter 12 where he starts talking about drinking as much as he was. But then he says he he sobered up and quit drinking. But right. Damn, a lot of that happened while he was really hitting the bottle.
0: Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I just don't think we can like, I don't know that we can, we'll have the time to break down every single thing that happened because there is a, there's like, there's just a bunch of very similar abduction incidents happen that he describes over and over again.
1: Not just that, but there's a point where he's like, well, there were more abductions, but I'm not going to bore you with the details. And then (laughs) it's like 10 more chapters that are just more stories about him being abducted by aliens. And it never,
0: they never like get back to the same initial, like you are as shocked as you're going to be by this story, by the first story, you know? Yeah. And it's kind of diminishing returns with every other one.
1: I also, I am really suspicious whenever a book like this or a documentary talks about being visited by the government and being threatened by the government. Oh yeah, we
0: haven't talked about the Men in Black at all.
1: Cause there's, yeah, there's a pair of men in black. One of them who drives a white van, which that was interesting, <laughs> but they basically show up and they're like, Jim, if that is your real name, uh, you got to stop talking about this stuff the way you are, or, you know, yeah, we'll fucking kill you. And now here, in he this is- a book,
0: <laughs> right. He's writing the book. And also like at that point that, that he's getting followed by the men in black, he's talked to like three people, none of whom believed him. So I just don't know why he is now considered such a threat to the government or whoever the men in black are that they're going to seek him out about it. I just don't like you're kind of making yourself a little too important there, Jim.
1: Yeah. Yeah. At that point, they really didn't have any reason to track Jim down. No,
0: like unless they're just literally tracking everybody, in which case that's a lot of manpower.
1: I like that. He had a little graduation ceremony from, from. the Oh immigrant.
0: yeah. That was funny. Yeah.
1: The, like they gave him a cat, like a cap with right. little tassels on it. That they all cool.
0: had like noisemakers. <laughs>
1: yeah. There's, this is the quote, the abductions continued. I won't bore you. They got to be routine. But around this time, uh-huh. something else happened of note. And I'm pretty sure that something else is also like another alien. It's
0: another abduction or it's like the men in black following him.
1: Yeah. There's the scene where he sees the phoenix.
0: Sure. There's this scene, speaking of the men in black, where he goes to the FBI. <laughs> yes. And then he like, he talks to a guy from the FBI who's like, yeah, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll look into it, whatever. And then as he walks out, they see the men in black guys in their car. And the FBI guy like waves to him. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and was Jim in that moment? Not like, oh, hey, who are they? So, like I, no, he
0: he was too stunned to <laughs> to ask a question, and he just knew that he he was going to be ignored more. Yeah, but they, yeah, they do show him a phoenix. They show him his fake daughter.
1: Yeah, I'm at the illustration of his daughter right now, and
0: oh yeah, that's a weird one.
1: Yeah, she's a fucking weirdo. I don't like it.
0: She's so a fucking freak. I would not claim that as my child.
1: Oh, wait, maybe he didn't do these illustrations because this one is signed. It says Galante at the bottom.
0: Whoa, (laughs) I didn't notice that. And we know
1: that's not her name because the (laughs) caption under it is my nameless daughter. Right. Yeah. So Galante, this is a Galante original.
0: (laughs) I like it. Okay. well, if he paid money for these, then he got ripped off (laughs) as much as I like them.
1: And so you mentioned that this book gets a little repetitive. Yes. Um, it definitely starts repetitive. Like he yeah. really drags out those alien encounters. And then he gets to the part where he really gets to his message and the sure alien message for the human race. I mean, that's, that's-
0: basically in the final chapters of the book, because the last couple chapters are all other people talking about how great Jim Sparks is.
1: Yes. Yeah, there's a there's a crazy-ass, like, mass abduction thing that happens. Oh, yeah, that where,
0: was weird, yeah.
1: Where he's, like, put in charge of calming everyone else down, like the aliens right. are, like, recruiting him as help now.
0: Yeah, again, I don't know why he's the one tasked with all this with his mullet, but <laughs> well,
1: he it doesn't just, know either.
0: Yeah, that's true. That is true.
1: And it's around the time of that mass abduction where he gets to the alien message for earth, which is you are killing your planet. Your planet (laughs) is dying. Hey, stop it. And like facts, that's true. Yeah. But I still don't, there's a lot of this that just doesn't add up for me. Yeah. Especially the time travel part. Right. Because he near the end of this book, starts really beating us over the head with how important it is to take better care of the environment or the world is going to essentially end. But then he's also like, you know, we just have waves and waves of people from like 30,000 years in the future, coming back and visiting us. And it's like, so we figure it out then. Is that what you're yeah. looking at? Like, yeah, clearly humanity didn't That's end true. <laughs> yeah. have time travelers coming back
0: 30,000 years is quite far in the future, if, if it's, if that is still before the climate catastrophe is going to destroy us because we are bad to our planet, then I feel like that's actually a pretty good run and we could probably figure things out by then.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's not bad. That is not bad at all. And yeah, that that's the point where this book really started to kind of drag for me because every chapter at the end is just some variation of him being like, we have to save the planet, right? Uh, The only responsible thing you can do is start buying land in the Amazon rainforest. Yeah, it feels
0: like Jim Sparks was really impacted by Captain Planet. (laughs) It just really, it, it, it changed his whole worldview. And now he wants to advocate for the climate and look, and I'm making fun. But legitimately, that is a perfectly noble Thing for you to make your alien abduction book about. And I agree. And obviously, like, the climate is hugely important and we need to take care of it. And we are fucking it up. I, do I think aliens give a shit? <laughs> like, I don't think aliens care. But I do think, obviously, that's good to talk about.
1: Yeah. Like, the message is perfectly fine. Like, yeah. we do need to take better care of the planet. It's just that. <sighs> I don't, I don't know, like so much of what he's saying, even though he's like, well, it's not like, uh, I, I, I don't read any other accounts of this stuff. Cause I don't want it sure. to cloud my description, but also a lot of what he's describing was in like, behold, a pale horse and shit like that. Like this idea yeah. that we met with aliens and made some kind of agreement that we have since violated, like that predates Jim Sparks Like sure. for, for all of his talk about not being influenced by anything else. Like, right. That does. I mean, that's
0: in the day the earth stood still. Yeah. Like that's basically what that is.
1: One of the things I found interesting that I don't think I've heard in any other book like this or anyone else who talks about this idea that the government has suppressed technology that would end global warming. He is adamant that we need an amnesty program as are the aliens. They are adamant that there needs to be an amnesty program. So all of these government officials who've been hiding this stuff can come forward and give it to us without fear of, you know, being charged with crimes against humanity for letting <laughs> so many people die.
0: And you know what? Sure.
1: Yeah. Why, why not? not?
0: I'll get, I'll get on board with that. Yeah. And amnesty for everybody hiding alien technology.
1: And like, he is right that. If that were the case, saving the planet is probably the bigger concern over yeah, sure. like Nuremberg trialing a bunch exactly. of people who hid alien propulsion tech in the back of the Pentagon, around. right? I don't know that the Pentagon has a back. That's not how shapes like no. the Pentagon work, but yeah, there's, he's got all these quotes about how basically the aliens made this agreement with the government Gave us all this technology that was supposed to fix global warming. And we just used it for war. Yes. Now we're, we're kind of screwed. And now that does sound like us. Like that That
0: is a very human uh, thing. Yeah. (laughs) He kind of got us with that one.
1: And this part comes up in the episode we just did about those UFO hearings and the question of whether a letter from aliens was read during those UFO hearings. (laughs) Sure. It was read during a different UFO hearing, but the letter comes from this book. And here is, I won't read all of it, although the print is very big. Yes, so please maybe don't, actually, it's very long. Your air, your water are contaminated. Your forests, jungles, trees, and plant life are dying. There are several breaks in your food chain. You have an overwhelming amount of nuclear and biological weapons, which include nuclear and biological contamination. Your planet is over populated. That part I agree with. And if I could just make a list of the people I think we could do without. Oh,
0: sure. Yeah. That's never gone wrong before. I think (laughs) that's a good idea.
1: Exactly.
0: It's always a good idea to make lists of undesirables. (laughs) Like that works out well every time.
1: Yeah, that's exactly what I'm saying, Olivia. I'm glad we're on the same page. And yeah, that once he gets to that point, there's still... good 60 70 pages left in the book yes and wow he just really hits on that point over
0: yes he does and then like i said it's a like a good 40 pages of that is people being like this jim sparks guy he's unbelievable there's never been a guy like this before he's the biggest man who ever lived and (laughs) that is like the last several pages of this book and i did not read that i i'm not gonna lie i'm no, sorry skipped.
1: once i realized the end was just other people i skipped a lot of that yeah shit.
0: there's like a uh supposedly an academic paper studying the alien language yeah. samples i'm like okay whatever buddy
1: yeah and one of the first lines in that is something like compared to other alien writings and it's like okay what yeah
0: well he's it, it's also like You know, when you look at them, it does appear like they are very human in nature and could have easily been made by a human. And I'm like, yeah, you're right. That is the feeling that I get when I look at them. (laughs) They do look like they were made by people.
1: He does finally describe what these aliens look like because they do this thing where they can, like, image project and just kind of... He calls
0: it screen imaging, which is a very specific term and I found really funny. Like, that just... (laughs) It's not really what that term means.
1: This is what he describes them as. They were big all right. Their upper bodies looked like football linebackers. As <laughs> the light became brighter and the details clearer, um, fear and shock did course through me like lightning. They had scales, and their faces were sort of snake-like or lizard-like. Nothing at all like the smaller aliens. So we're talking reptilians now,
0: and right, but can I say that has the best? illustration
1: yes because for one thing in the illustration the thing just has like a normal ass face but it's like but it's like on the end of a stalk (laughs) it's (laughs) like
0: it's so bizarre
1: it's like the face is like pushed forward it's so weird and the look on jim spark's face in this is great too no he definitely Farmed this out because this one is also signed by galante god maybe he's galante though imagine drawing this and being like yeah hell yeah (laughs) this is perfect for publication (laughs) (laughs) i'm putting my name on it (laughs) Uh, and uh, yeah the chapter i think i found most interesting at the end is uh oh come on yeah chapter 22 it's called what i have learned yeah and he just like (laughs) runs through all of this different, like all the different abilities these aliens have like dimensional blending alien healings. And there's a, a a fun moment where he gets like a chest infection and the aliens show up and cure it for some reason. It's like, why they're
0: just, they're bros.
1: (laughs) Is this where the black helicopters thing came from?
0: No, black helicopters predate this. Yeah. Cuz this book talks about X-files and the black helicopters are part of X-files also. Yeah, sure. Cuz he does. And X-files is a is a kind of a a catch-all bin for 90s conspiracy thinking.
1: Barack Obama, I think one of the best things he did when he was in office or like my favorite thing he did when he was in office, yeah, was that time someone asked him about the black helicopters and if they exist and he just goes, "Yeah, but not for that." <laughs> It's like, all right, I like that. I mean, for? Yeah, sure? well, probably how you killing carry the drones that you <laughs> assassinate American citizens with.
0: Exactly. Like, you know, it's probably for some nefarious military purpose.
1: Absolutely.
0: It's like, but, it's not
1: aliens. We're just but, killing people. But yeah, he, Jim Sparks in this book, claims the black helicopters. They respond whenever someone's been abducted by aliens. There's this residue. Like their energy sticks with you and it goes out into the atmosphere. And he's like, the black helicopters are tracking that down. And
0: cool, cool. Whatever you say, buddy.
1: And uh, yeah, like by the end, it really turns into a save the planet, stop eating beef kind of thing. And listen, Jim, I fucking love a burger.
0: Yeah. Like, look, I want to save the planet. And if, if the end of beef production like happens as a means of say of making that happen, then I'll grin and bear it. But in the meantime, when there if there's beef available, I'm going to fucking eat it. I'm sorry. Yeah. I like beef.
1: Yeah, I'm going to eat a steak. I'll tell you that cow
0: much. cow is the tastiest animal there is. There's just no two ways about it.
1: One hundred percent.
0: The best animal.
1: Yeah, it's probably just the best animal. Yeah. Yeah. He talks about alien human hybrids. All that sure. shit, like all the hits. Yeah, we're.
0: I mean, I've, again, like we're not. We're not gonna. We we can't hit everything because it's <laughs> a. It's a fucking book, <laughs> but sure like you know, there, he definitely he touches on all of the big alien hallmarks.
1: So to summarize, should people read this book?
0: I mean, I really don't think that it's necessary. I, you, you've seen most of this somewhere else. If you want, if you have a means, the thing is that it, you basically can only read it by spending money on it. And I can't recommend that. Yeah. If you, if you found it at your local library, it is available. Like I know it's available in the reference section at the LA public library, uh, the central, uh, division. Oh yeah. Uh, so, so you know, if you have a means of seeking it out for free from a library or something, sure. But otherwise, I cannot recommend it, no.
1: Yeah, I mean, I don't think it's like the worst in terms of writing. It's not terrible. And his descriptions of the encounters with the aliens are entertaining.
0: It's a quick read. Like, his (laughs) writing is very easy to understand and straightforward. And he gets to the point, basically.
1: It's just also that we've hit the point in the UFO debate. Or UAP, sorry. Sure. Where I don't trust anyone. I don't <laughs> trust the people saying the aliens are evil and they want to kill us. I don't trust sure. Stephen Greer. Like,
0: ugh, I definitely don't trust Stephen Greer.
1: I have just kind of thrown my hands up when it comes to aliens. And it's like, whatever's going to happen is going to fucking happen. Like, if yeah, the government's there- false flagging us, they're going to do it. Like, there's not, right. we're not going to stop it by doing podcasts about it.
0: Yeah, the the or writing books about it, like there's a there's a major industry built up around this stuff, Mm -hmm. and that makes it difficult to trust any of it because a lot of people have a lot of money on the, uh, you know, at stake trying to sell you on their version of the story. Yeah, so I don't know, at least Jim Sparks is not that we can definitively say that he is not the kind of guy who is out there trying to sell you a million books and DVDs and documentaries and shit like he has. He wrote his goddamn book and he put it out there and he fucked off. Like that is it. And like I, that is admirable in its own way.
1: Yeah, there's all I can find from him. Like he was in a UFO documentary in 2013. He was. Interviewed by Art Bell in like 2007 yes. or eight. And he was, yeah, on, he was on
0: Coast to Coast.
1: Yeah. And he doesn't sound like a crazy person on Coast to Coast, but a lot of like people usually don't like. That's the well, it's because that's the Coast to Coast thing. Like yeah. you're
0: already the, the crazy part is that you're listening to Coast to Coast. So, like <laughs> you know, it, it, everything kind of sounds, you know, pretty rational when it's
1: happening. So. I think that's our episode. Yeah, I, I do like how this episode turned out and I wouldn't mind doing another, uh, book club episode, maybe next month. And I know what, I know what book I want to cover. It is a book I have not read, but I have wanted to for a long time. It's called the Elvis files was his death faked by Gail B Giorgio it's yeah. Kinda of hard to find, but it's out there. And here's the thing. After looking at the FBI files about Elvis, like without even reading this woman's book, right? I do think he joined witness protection and fucked off to another country. Sure. I don't think he died in nineteen seventy eight. I mean, I'm sure he's dead now, but I don't okay. know. I'm an Elvis truther. I don't, I don't give a shit Sure. You, who's, Why who's not? I think who's it hurt? Yeah. That's maybe that's Elvis. That's at least not a conspiracy theory that when you, you peel the layers away it ends with the Jews.
0: <laughs> that's true. That is true. Unless he was one. Right. Uh yeah, I'm a I'm a Bubba Hotep truther. I think actually that was a documentary and that's what Elvis has been up to.
1: Yeah, I never saw it.
0: Oh, you would like it. Maybe. It's old it's Elvis in a retirement home, played by Bruce Campbell. And, he's, and he has to fight a zombie, a redneck zombie, a uh, redneck mummy, sorry. Not, not <laughs> zombie,
1: a redneck mummy. So, yeah, let's let's cover that next month. Bubba Hotep? No, the Elvis files. Ho <laughs> Hotep? I mean, we could cover yeah. Bubba Hotep as a bonus episode after we- Well, that would be fun. Cover the Elvis files. I'm just looking at where it's available. You can get it on Amazon hardcover for $9. Mm-hmm. There are a bunch of used ones from like $3 it's out there. You can find it. It's yeah. probably, There's probably a PDF somewhere. I know there's a version on eBay that comes with a cassette. I want that. Well,
0: I wonder yes. if it's on audible then.
1: Yeah, it might be. So that's our episode. Olivia, thank you so much for reading this crazy ass book. Oh, thank you for having me. This was fun. And, uh, people at home, if you read the book, you know, sound off in the comments, tell us what you thought. Well, yeah. Uh, we'll, uh, we'll put up a poll or something. I don't know if you're on Spotify, we can put a poll up, but then what does everyone else do? Who knows? (laughs) So I think that's it. Do we have anything to plug before we get Uh, out of here?
0: I mean, you know, I'm on, I'm on X, uh, (laughs) hi there. Hi, Dar. It's funny.
1: It's not funny. It is funny. Okay. X is like truth social at this point. Like there's like it's not like I actually in my everyday life refer
0: to this website as X. Well, actually I do sometimes. It's funny, but like obviously it's still Twitter, but you know yeah, I can't. It's funny it. that he did that. It's so stupid.
1: Um you can find me on I guess Blue Sky. I'm there. I'm I mean, yeah, you can
0: find me there too. So
1: uh I am I mean I still have a Twitter, but I'm not fucking using it. Uh And follow me on Substack, .substack AdamTobBrown.substack.com. And I think that's it. Let's get the fuck out of here. Olivia, say goodbye. Bye. Goodbye, everybody. We love you. People of Earth, your planet is about to be destroyed.